Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How are you? I'm fine. <sighs> I've been up for a while this morning. I feel like this may be the last day I use my old computer. Ooh. You know, I'm having equipment failures here, too. Really? Well, I don't want to make it about me, but I'm struggling with my kettle. Oh, your tea kettle. Yeah, I have a really good uh, kettle that I like a lot. But as I said to you in our super secret private text channel, yes, it's uh, it's giving me some grief. It's it's become a little bit like our aged cat. I see. It it uh, farts. <laughs> sometimes, uh-huh. some sometimes it leaves a turd behind the fig plant <laughs> for no particular reason. I just changed your box. <laughs> Um, is your kettle connected to your nest by any chance? No, no. That could be the problem. It's... It has a microphone in it, you know. <laughs> and his bow tie is really a camera. Uh, no, anyway, it's just, yeah. it's it's like, I don't know how old Lewis got, but our cat is, as you know, we were sold a bill of goods on this cat regarding its age <laughs> sure, and health. Sure do Have know. you ever heard about that? That maybe she's not actually the age they said? And Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Thousands have of sense. dollars just removing teeth. Yeah, when you showed me a picture of the cat initially, I was like, hmm. <laughs> that ain't no eight-year-old cat. <laughs> That's uh, not low mileage That's on that. has got some miles on its tires. <laughs> that jalopy. As they say on on Bring a Trailer, yeah. there's no way that has 100,000 miles. Uh-huh. Or no, no, no. They say there's no way that has less than 100,000 miles, by which they mean yeah. the odometer has rolled over once. Somebody took a drill to it, right? You know what you do? Yeah. Take a drill. Well. What they do is they, uh, I suppose you could do that, but no, the old cars, they don't have, they weren't meant to go 100,000 miles, so the odometer doesn't get that big. Uh, Oh, right, yeah, it rolls over, they call it rolling over. Yeah, so you see one, it's got, it says like, oh, 65,000 miles, but the professional car people can look and say, the upholstery gives it away. Too okay. many butts. Too many butts in the seat. And it's not entirely unlike an uh, a senior Hollywood actor who's trying to sell himself off as like somebody in their thirties. Yeah, well, like there's actually the maybe you know there's cosmetically maybe you've tried to do some things, but mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like the cat, I you mm-hmm. know I don't want to get rid of it. Uh, like the cat in the kettle. That's the one of the great. That's one of the great <laughs> Grimm brothers stories. <laughs> and it ends with blood and murder. Stamps his foot and tears himself in two. Mm. Um, so that's my feeling about it. But it takes a lot of uh, like the cat. It takes a lot of eh, caressing. So it used to be I just put it on the stand. It's a Cuisinart. It's a very good oh, kettle. Oh, it's kind of old. Nice brand Cuisinart. Yeah, but like you hit the hit the boil button and nothing happens, and then it doesn't happen. And sometimes you have to kind of reboot it. <laughs> Do they gotta, still? Oh boy. Yeah. Do they still make it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean we've we've bought like four of these. I'm well, just trying to get some you, miles out of it. You love your Amazon.com. Just just call Amazon Fresh and they'll bring it right to you. Yeah. With a <laughs> with a with a giant roll of uh, toilet paper. Yeah. I have uh as we record this show, I will have um six eight packs of seltzer and a pack of rechargeable batteries delivered. Uh, I'm not against I- I'm not against the delivery. No, I know you're not. But so tell me about your we you know, let's make sure we save a little we have a little bit of time constraint today. Let's mm. if we can let's save a little bit of time to hear about the Aloha. But but oh, tell me sure. tell me uh, cuz I have to tell you I, I don't like to address the audience. No, you but don't. But we um neither. We received an overwhelming meaning at least 3 yeah. uh responses from people about the last program and people oh, yeah. really enjoyed your story. They liked hearing about the shoes. They liked hearing about... I wanted to pass that on to you. I thought you could use mm-hmm. an attaboy. That's nice. That's nice. I'm still... I'm still... Um, I'm still holding on to some aloha. Okay. Well, no, uh, you can put a fork in that. We don't have to talk okay. about it now. If you want to talk okay, about your okay. computer. You talk about whatever you want. It's your show. Sure. You're the, you're, you're, the, you're the named character on the show. Sure. Nominally, yes. Mm-hmm. You can replace me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring in a new guy. You can have Adam do it. Adam's yeah. got all kinds of materials. You could have Adam do it. I could have Adam do. I could have Adam Lizagor do it. Oh, he's a good man. He is. He's thorough. got a lot of time to spare. Yeah, he's <laughs> every time. You know, I think about Adam, but then I'm in a hotel room and I'm, Adam's always on my TV, and it's really weird. Yeah. He's selling Hondas. He's, <laughs> he's he's selling some kind of. He's always got a phone. Adam's always holding a phone for a service, and he's this because lovable he, uh, Stanley Kubrick character. 
Yeah, that's the thing. He represents the modern Stanley Kubrick. 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 Who um who uh isn't afraid to use his phone. But he's very picky about his lenses. Sure is. He's very picky about the apps that he puts on his phone. Mm, that's probably true. Uh, maybe we could get Scott Simpson out of retirement. Oh, and he could host Scott. the program. You know, I've been I've been in talks with Scott Simpson. Oh, mm, We've been in talks. I, I like that guy. We almost had lunch. Uh, yeah, well, that's close. That's for that's Scott. Really close. That's for Scott. That's really, that's like a once a year <laughs> thing. We almost did something together. I was talking to Jesse Thorne, and he said that he almost talked to Scott. Really? So, yeah, things are changing. He's like the... kind of like a, like a, like a long torsoed Yeti. Like sometimes you just see him out in the wild and you're like, man, that guy's got a long torso. What's he doing? Where'd he go? Is he vaping? Is he vaping? Where did he go? (laughs) (laughs) He needed a vape break. (laughs) Disappeared into a cloud of vape and dim sum. (laughs) Give me that. (laughs) This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by RX Bar. You can learn more about RX Bar right now by visiting rxbar.com slash supertrain. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar. Well, what the heck does that mean? It means their bars are made with real whole ingredients. They want to be transparent and upfront with their customers, which is why they label the core ingredients, egg whites, dates, and nuts, on the front of the package. And the flavor components on the back include stuff like real unsweetened chocolate, coconut, and apples. Beyond being a go-to snack that checks off a number of nutritional boxes, RX bars actually taste delicious. They found that creating a bar made from real whole food ingredients actually tastes better than anything out there. They don't need the fillers, the additives, the chemicals, or the added sugar. It started in 2013, and they called BS on protein bars. They couldn't find a bar out there that wasn't full of artificial ingredients, fillers, preservatives, and just BS, or what they call bad stuff. That's why they set out to create a bar with a few simple, clean ingredients where every ingredient serves a purpose. And I gotta tell you, these RX bars, they're great for any number of occasions in your life. Good for breakfast on the go, snack at the office to push you through your 3 p.m. slump. You can throw a uh, some RX bars in, in your bag for the plane. You can put them in a backpack for a bike ride or a hike or just have a pre- or post-workout snack. Yum's delicious. Egg white protein stand out as a source of protein that is easy for your body to absorb. See, I didn't know that. This is new to me. RX bars come in 14, 14, 14 delicious flavor varieties. And I'm going to tell you about all of them right now. Mango pineapple, chocolate hazelnut, peanut butter and berries, chocolate sea salt. That's my favorite. Coconut chocolate, mixed berry, blueberry, <laughs> maple sea salt, apple cinnamon, mint chocolate, chocolate chip, peanut butter, peanut butter, chocolate, and coffee chocolate. Plus, you guys, they even have seasonal flavors too. <laughs> That's so many flavors. And now RX Bar has debuted an RX Nut Butter, which contains a few simple and similar ingredients like egg whites, fruits, and nuts. Mm. Each single serve packet contains delicious creamy <laughs> nut butter <laughs> with nine grams of high quality protein. It's squeezable and spreadable and it pairs great with fruit rice cakes pretzels or straight out of the pouch it's nut butter and they got flavors there's honey cinnamon peanut butter they got peanut butter vanilla almond butter there's so much nut butter you guys oh my gosh i actually am a huge fan of these i love to keep these around like I say, the chocolate sea salt is my favorite, but there's lots of good ones. And, you know, uh, I got to tell you, these are good for kids. They taste really, really good, and uh, they're just so convenient. So, you know, I, I like to say get, get you some of these uh, in whatever flavor or, or butter you like and just have them around so you can deploy them at will. You know, it's an RX bar. And so, listen, right now, for 25% off your first order of the best seller variety pack, visit rxbar.com slash supertrain and enter the promo code supertrain at checkout. This is valid in the U.S. only. And for a limited time, it's RX Bars. Our thanks to RX Bar for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's like Batman. He just throws down a little ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's uh, good? Jesus effing Christ. Okay, let's We got to rewind. Re- rewind, 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 rewind. <laughs> and we're going to rewind to what yes. feels like weeks and weeks ago, where in preparing for your various travels you were going to be taking it was also From under the consideration to the arubes to the cruise right the crew the cove to the arubes oh is that what that was well then, but, but no, you also all... had this is even before the uncle jack adventure i think yeah yeah this all fell apart. you were in the market actively for yeah. a new computer you had a friend and another friend and you were getting advices yep 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 yep, yep and yep. so if you can as much as you're comfortable saying where, where do we stand sure. today where are we even are we with the computer situation well so here's what happened john circusa yeah. uh he uh, got on the line 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he... <laughs> what if he replaced me? How great would that be? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'd just yell at me, He'd yell at me for an hour just, and a half. It would just be like 70 minutes of him telling you what you're doing wrong, which yeah, is given yeah. to me via iMessage every week, what I'm doing wrong and what you're doing wrong. Well, the first thing that John Syracuse thinks, thinks that I'm doing wrong is that I like all the wrong sports cars. Oh, he's, he, is he like a ta- Italian and German? Yeah, he likes all these Lamborghinis and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We exchanged one time lists of our top 10 favorite sports cars, and there was no overlap. Do you prefer the American models? Yes. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. if there are some European sports cars that I would happily you, have. Are you more interested in like a muscle car, something you could like listen to Foreigner in? The thing is, I'm not really a, um, I'm not looking for a sports car for the sports. You know what I mean? Oh. Huh. Right. You're not I'm looking for the sports. Yeah. No, keep going. I, I, I'm genuinely curious. My neighbor, my neighbor just bought this totally sweet Mustang. He bought, I think it's called a Mustang GT and it's like black and it's so cool. Did I lose you? John. Yeah, you lost me for a while, but you're back now. My neighbor, <laughs> not going to edit that. My neighbor bought a totally <laughs> badass Mustang out of nowhere. He got a Mustang GT and it's black. It's like jet black. Yeah. And it's so badass, but it's got the classic styling. Not like that Mustang yeah. 2 bullshit. No, I mean, but the Mustang with the classic styling, it's had this classic styling much longer than the classic styling had it. Hmm. Right, oh, like that's, a, the, that's a very good point. You get to a 68, yeah. you get a fastback or so, and sure. you're talking about a different model. Now, me, I always wanted a 64 and a half with a hex grill. That's what they all want. That's what they want. Pony you interior. Know? I had a friend with a 64 and a half Mustang, hexagon oh. grill, pony interior. There oh, were literally pony. horses running across the seats. Yep, yep, yep. That's not a safe car, John. Oh, no, 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 no. My mom <laughs> always wanted a classic. She loved the 64 and a half Mustang. She also liked that little uh, that little Mercedes uh, 280 SL. She always wanted one. And then right when she could get one, she was like, these cars have no safety features. Yeah. And I was like, yes. What are we talking I about, 90s? Must. No, she wanted, oh, well, when she could, when she wanted to buy one? Yes. Hmm. So here's what my mom does. Every time she needs a new car, she goes through this period where she really gets me amped up. She's like, I think I'm going to get like a 68 Mercedes. And I'm like, do it. And then she comes back and she's like, no, I was thinking, what about a... And she runs down this list of like super hot, cool cars that she's always wanted. Yeah. And then in the end, she buys a Honda Fit. <laughs> she buys a Honda Fit with the with the smallest motor and no electric windows. Right, she's showing restraint. Yeah, and I'm like, what the what the what yeah. happened? And she then she has a long list of things. Oh well, it didn't. You know, those cars didn't have any safety features. And I'm like, this car is made out of like recycled cardboard. Yeah. Uh, this is no good, and the it's got no pickup. It's loud. It's rough ride. But she just, you know, you can take the depression out of the, out of the girl. Out of the but you Ohioan, yeah. Yeah, but you can't take the Ohioan out of the depression. Right. Hmm. So anyway. But she's no, considered but, uh, it. She's, well, yeah. Oh, she thinks about it all the time. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, but John Syracuse. He uh, he likes Lamborghinis. I wouldn't even fit in a Lamborghini. I don't think he would either. Is it a little showy? It's incredibly showy, but he lives on Long Island. Well, he used to live on Long Island. Well, he lives over there somewhere. There's a lot of stuff and on Long Island. People people of Italian heritage who oh live on the East Coast oh are boy. allowed to, mm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They they got they got a barber pole out in front of their house. <laughs> They're driving around getting different, way more kinds of sausage than I'll ever know. They're buying mortadello. Yeah, and they and and they're then they then they, they call got a mortadello in the belly. <laughs> they call spaghetti sauce gravy. They do hey, all these things. Hey, they don't even call it pischetti. <laughs> yeah, they 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 roll their window down and they make that like hey. Oh, they do this thing with their hand like this. Yeah. Ah. And then they're driving Lamborghinis. Yeah. And out here that none of that would fly. Oh yeah, none, sure. None of that would fly. You can't have pointy shoes in Seattle. You gotta have uh, <laughs> Some other stuff, you know? Okay. All right. All right. All right. So anyway, so Syracuse, he 
sent me a list of what I should get on my computer. He was like, you don't need this, but you do need this. Mm-hmm. He, he he built this thing. He built this Lamborghini, but it had uh, manual windows because he was like, if you go into the water, if you go mm-hmm. up the Chappaquiddick Bridge, you're going to want to roll down your window. He had all this. He, had he, all this. he said, go custom. You're going to get a bigger trunk mm-hmm. and, a, and a plusher driver's seat. Mm, you know I like a big trunk. <laughs> Where are you going to put all that ass? <laughs> anyway, so then so then I go to the Apple people and I'm like, was here's Todd. The, what was his name? Yeah, the Todd. Todd. I say, Todd. Uh, here's the specs mm-hmm. that I got from Kuth. And uh, Todd's like, oh, well, that's a custom job. Mm-hmm. And if, and, you, if yeah, they order it and you don't get it within three weeks, they send it back. That's right. And he said, this has got to be made by hand by elves in Cupertino. Hmm. And I was like, I thought they're made in China. He was like, yeah, well, that's what we call China now is Cupertino. Oh, okay. Designed in California. Designed in California. Sure. Anyway, so, uh, so I waffled for a long time. Oh, I might be out of town. I might be this. Yeah. I might, it might be this three-week window where I have to pick it up. Anyway, I ordered it anyway. And it, oh. and it, and it arrived. You have a box with a computer in it? Yeah, it arrived, and I okay. went to the Apple store. I picked it up. Sorry, quick point of information yeah. before or after you left for Uncle Jack. Before you've had a computer sitting there in a box. So it w- it came like two days before oh, I went to Hawaii, and I was like, dog. I don't need to deal with this right now. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Going to Hawaii. Yep. I got I got my laptop fixed. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking the laptop to Hawaii. Now the laptop was sort of fixed. Mm. The laptop mm. was fixed. But then it started doing something else, hmm. equally weird. Okay. Uh, but then I figured out a workaround. Okay. I, okay. I actually t- I actually texted John, Vercusa, and I said, uh, my laptop's doing this. And he was like, well, that could be this or it could be that. Mm-hmm. You're diagnosing uh, it wrong. Yeah. And I was like, ah, that doesn't help. And then I, then I figured out something else. I figured out, oh, you just leave it. Well, you, you just, you hot plug it. Mm. Mm. Right? You hot yeah, hot plug. Hot plug. Yeah. Hmm. Remember when you weren't supposed to do that? Oh, I remember very clearly. When you got a SCSI, you can't hot plug that. No, don't hot you plug You lose all your data. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but I learned now you can. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So I was using the laptop. It's fine. Well, I got home from Hawaii, uh, holding on to my aloha for dear life, and then I went to Whistler almost immediately, like two days later. Is that for skiing? For skiing. Nice. Nice. I got uh, yeah. So I was That's up so there. Nice. I was very nice. It was nice to be on skis. I was, I was carving some big turns. You still got it. It took me a while to to remember all of the things that your body is supposed to do because my you body had a different oh, body last time you skied probably. Yeah. Well, I had a different body the last time I skied well. Well, no, no, I, I know that's not a you know a size or for not a joke. I just mean yeah, it's in the not sense- a size or. <laughs> Joke. I'm trying to be careful here. I don't want to be replaced by John Sarkusa. <laughs> <laughs> I like this job, but it's uh. But no, no, no. I mean, I face this all the time. I'm doing stuff like uh, oh, it's a long story. But last night yeah. I ended up sleeping in my daughter's loft bed, which just requires because sure. her mom had been away and they wanted to sleep and you know to get rebond. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it. So I got to go up like <laughs> five wooden steps <laughs> into a child's bed, and Your it's feet just, are like ow. I'm just. I really. It's like watching a jack. Probably. I was just like, step, step. Okay. Don't, don't accidentally step on the bottom of your sweatpants because you'll die in a child's bed. Uh, don't fall. You'll break a hip. You will. And so you, you, but you got it back. You went to Whistler and you found your, uh, you found your bliss. So I strapped everything together. I got a, I got a big knee brace for the one knee. Then I got a little knee brace for the other knee. I've got all the different stuff, all the ski gear that I've bought over the years in remainder bins, mm-hmm. slapped it all together, and I, uh, I took the lift, I took the gondola up to the top, mm-hmm. and I skied down to the lift, and I took the lift up to the higher top, and then way up on the higher top. So I'm on the black comb side for those people who are listening. And, uh, How many no, diamonds is that? Is that a lot of diamonds? I don't know. The diamonds keep going up. Oh, dude, is there because, diamond inflation? Well, because the higher you go, the higher you get, the higher you get. The higher you, the get, the higher you go, the higher you get. Yes. So, like, I was on the Donald Duck Hill where you grab that cable that's moving. No, it's, there's no rope tow, but what's crazy is after you get to the top of the, of the top, there's an even further top, which is a T-bar. And a T-bar is a very old-fashioned way to get to 
the top of a mountain. Okay, okay. Where it's like a rope tow, except there's a there's a T, an upside down T, mm-hmm. uh, made out of wood or plastic. It used to be wood. Now it's probably plastic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you step out. Maybe you have a friend who also steps out. The guy that's running the lift grabs this T that's on like a. It's like you remember Schneider from One Day at a Time. Absolutely, tremendous vest. And Schneider carried a ring of keys. Yeah. A famous ring of keys, and it was on one of those retractable cables. Oh, yeah, sure. My wife has that for ID badge. Right. So the the T-bar is on a retractable cable, Mm -hmm. and the uh, lift attendant puts the T under your butt. It's Mm -hmm. only the size of a broomstick. Mm -hmm. And then the the, uh, retractable cable goes... (laughs) This sounds harder than skiing. It's crazy. And then at the last minute, the retractable cable catches, and then the T... Grabs you by the butt and pulls you up, and then you're on your skis. But standing. The tea, you're standing, and you're it's standing. basically, okay, I get it. Okay. Well, so, you know, part of the fun or part of the reason you have a ski lift is so that you're not standing. You get that little breather where you can relax. Because you're up in an elevation, too, right? Oh, very high. Yeah, you're very high up. You're not so high up that you don't have oxygen, but, but you're yeah, high. That's hard on your heart and your lungs uh, and over but, time. But for me... The legs were tired. Mm. But the, anyway, the T-bar took me up. Now, 90%, it seems like, 90% of the people that were taking the T-bar up to the tippy top were actually trying to hike over the summit so they could ski down the back bowl. Back bowl. Now, I don't care about the back bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not somebody that's going to take two lifts and a T-bar to get up to the back <laughs> bowl. Because that's just a bunch of, you know what that is? What that's, is that? That's security theater. Oh, really? Oh, it's ski theater. You know, you get up there and you're like, I'm going down the back bowl. And who knows? Maybe it's Uh, amazing. Maybe. All right. All right. You know, but I don't care about it. What happened? You're just, you're doing it for clapping. It's a thing where you like, you know, it's like you went on like, you know, difficult mode, that kind of thing. Yeah. But also it might be, there's a bunch of powder uh, back there, but I don't care about that. That's Mm -hmm. not what I want either. I'm not like some powder hound that's skiing in blue jeans. That's for the Lamborghini types. Yeah, exactly. I don't have a Suppressa in my back pocket. Hmm. Or I'm happy <laughs> oh, to see you. Suppressa, that's kind of like a salami, right? Yeah, Suppressa or Suppressa. something. Oh. Anyway, what had, what had happened was right under the T-bar, they had <clears throat> groomed the bejesus out of it with their uh, caterpillars, their, uh, their big snow cats. They just groomed it so that it was, it was this perfect... Um, groomed, what we call groomed slope. It had like little um, the, the the snow had been flattened by the cats. Who, oh, who I knows, see. Who knows that, why that's they did like it. the ski version of Zamboni? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay. The, the, the ski Zamboni had flattened the, the slope and nobody was skiing on it because everybody was hiking up to do this hmm. ski theater up over in the back bowl. Hmm. So the the, the T-bar would drop you off way up here at the top, and then everybody takes their skis off and starts climbing up this golden staircase. Okay, okay. And I would turn and ski down the slope. And the slope, of course, what, the first thing you want to do when you're when you're skiing, when you're a good skier, is you want to ski under the lift so all the people on the lift can admire you. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to just be out skiing by yourself some down sure. some stupid bowl. You want to be making big, huge turns where everybody can be like, oh, look at this look at this piece of uh, suppressor. Right. And then I was like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take up this entire mountain because nobody's skiing this slope. So I'm going to ski it from one side to the other. And I started. So at the beginning of the day, I was like, Ugh, I don't remember how to do this, and I was kind of ski. I mean, I'm still, I'm still good even if I'm not good. Mm-hmm. But then, as the day went on, I started to hate the T-bar. I just hated it, loathed it. Hmm. But it took me up to the top of this wonderful place where you could, you know, I was making those big water ski turns where you're laying all the way out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's just, beautiful to watch. You're just making these big <laughs> rooster tails while you, you know. One time when I was a when I was a ski racer, uh, one thousand years ago, mm-hmm. I was up on the ski mountain with my ski team, and we had our ski coach, and he we were skiing together. You know, one of the things about being on a ski team is sometimes you ski like 
five or ten of you all together where you're just following one another, kind of in a big snake. Oh, sure. Uh, and the ski coach is in the front, and he's, like, taking you down routes, and you're all following him. And then you stop at the bottom, and you look back at what you did, and you talk about it. So we're standing there in the middle of the mountain. We're talking about our big turns that we'd been doing. And here down the mountain comes Tommy Moe. Hmm. Now, Tommy Moe is a couple of years younger than me, maybe maybe a year, year or two younger than me. Okay. And, uh, and Tommy Moe was not, he, at the time he wasn't super tall and he's skiing by himself and he's on the ski race team. And we all know that he is a good ski racer, okay. even at this age, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's probably, he's probably 14. Anyway, he comes skiing down and he skis past us and gives us a little like, Hey, what's up? As he goes by, he's going fast, but he says, Hey, what's up? And the ski coach goes, after he skis by, he, he says to the rest of us, he's like, look at that. And he kind of skis over to the divot that Tommy Moe made as he skied past us. Mm-hmm. The, the perfect like arcing turn that he had made where there was no chattering. There was no sliding. There was no, his edge was not slipping. It's like, like calligraphy. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. He had dug this trench with his with his amazing edge. And our ski coach made us all go stand there and look at the ski track that Tommy Moe had made. And and we were supposed to be like stunned and awed. Is there lots to learn from the path that he leaves? There was, because he hmm. was like, This is the turn that you guys want to learn to make. And, and you'll know you've succeeded when you make a calligraphy mark like this. Right. Okay. Right. You okay. will once you have walked across the rice paper mm-hmm. and left no trace of your passage. You will have learned. You get a snatch the pebble, and then you you get the tattoo from the hot pot. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. So Tommy Moe, for those of you who, listening who are like, who's Tommy Moe? Mm. Tommy yeah. Moe went on to win some gold medals in the Olympics. Tommy Moe. Okay. Tommy Moe. M O E Moe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a surprise American. Oh, look at him. He's an Olympic athlete. athlete. He is, yes. Mm-hmm. Tommy Moe and I went on to go to a uh, Metallica concert together and also the first tour of Leonard Skinner when they came back in the late 80s after oh. yeah, yeah. a long period where they decided that since their singer was dead, they couldn't play. Yeah. And then Tommy Moe went on to win the Olympics. So it was. True, even then, even when he was 14 years old, or maybe maybe he was even 13 and I was 14 or 15. He's born, 19, then, he's born in 1970, so yeah, he's a couple years younger. Yeah, so even then, uh, he could, he was just a natural. You could just see him. You could just see him. You could see the turns. And so ever since then, I have been trying to make those Tommy Moe turns uh, when I get on a big groomed slope like okay. that. Okay. All right. Got it. Got it. Got it. And by the end of the day, after I had broken all of my muscles down into just jello, mm-hmm. I had I remembered all the ways in which you are meant to make those turns with as little effort as possible. At the start of the day, I was making a lot of effort. You're still to- a little stiff probably, right? Yeah, so I'm like, mm-hmm. as I'm going through these big, big turns. Like and you're I'm trying to a, knock a door down. Yeah. Yeah. And by the end of the day, I was like, no, you put your weight forward, you put your knee. That's, your, that's your rice paper. That's, yeah, that's right. And so by the end of the day, I was making these big turns. And then, you know, as you come up to go into your next turn, you're like, almost, you, you, you hop up so much that you're almost flying. And then you drop down into the next turn and... And it's not, it doesn't hurt. It's just like, and all day long I skied on this hill and there was never anybody on it. And this mountain is full of people. Full is of everybody down. on the back bowl? Well, so most people are not taking a gondola to a lift to a T-bar to get up to the top of this place anyway. Okay. Um, because it's, you know, a little windy up there and everybody's looking for something else. You know what I mean? Like mm. everybody's, everybody on the mountain's looking for something else. They don't even know what they're looking for. They're looking for something, though. They're, they think hmm. they want to go down a chute or they think they want to go 
down over this and down this thing's called banana pants and this Mm -hmm. one's called and you're supposed to want to do it Mm -hmm. anyway the best skiing was up at this this slope the only thing that made it terrible was the (laughs) t-bar but i skied it all day and it didn't make any sense i guess i wasn't looking for anything i was just looking to do these half mile wide super turns and i got there i got I got to a place where, where I was in a different kind of aloha, mm-hmm. state of aloha that was that was um, there were no turts, but I was in I was one. Well, I, I'm not going to say I was one with the mountain. I was like ha- I was one half with the mountain. Yeah, right. And and one half with the constant threat of an emergency room. <laughs> I was, you right. know, yeah. I was you halfway up a, a, a child's bed oh, 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 oh. thinking, just don't, just don't fuck this up. This is not how I, I, sh- I should have put my Kindle onto the loft bed before I went up because I could really use that other hand. <laughs> right. Right. You're holding on. <laughs> to you're... Go read my book about anxiety before bed. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I skied once. Uh, boy, that sounds like a successful day, and you must have been dog tired at the end of the day. Well, I was. I did. I so I did this two days in a row. Oh, the second was the second day better. The second day was better because I didn't have. All, I wasn't fighting it as hard at the beginning of the day, and by the end of the day, I was. Ah, you can't say balletic because <laughs> from uh, from I don't the think you're allowed to say that about yourself. No, and from the perspective of the people on the lift. You know, everybody everybody on a ski mountain now, first of all, they're all wearing helmets. Hmm. Everybody. Oh, because of Sonny Bono. Yeah, or something, or yeah. or, uh, or or the whatever the Kennedy was that hit a tree. Well, Claudine Langey, I, th- I think she had her had her lover shot. Remember sure. That? Sure. You got to wear a helmet out there. Be careful. Well, and they're all skateboard helmets or crazy ski helmets. Mm-hmm. I, and the thing is, I'm not wearing a helmet. I'm wearing a stupid... Uh, Cowichan, Cowichan hat. Oh boy, still. So we I talked about like, that. I look like some kind of weird, old-fashioned, and I'm wearing a bright red ski jacket, and nobody does that either. Hmm. Everybody's ski jacket is some color of mauve. Isn't, isn't ski fashion very homogenous at a given time? I think about the movie Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah, where like it's, everybody's wearing like the neon, you know, '80s look. Exactly, or uni, unitards or okay. whatever. All right. I don't think we use that word anymore, but yeah, I do. it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's just as anachronistic as my hat, <laughs> but I'm in this bright red jacket from you're in Canada, right? 85. I am. Okay. And bright yellow pants, pants brighter than the sun. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm sure that <laughs> people, some photos you could share with me. <laughs> I'm making these giant turns with my, with my stupid hat with a, with a ding dong on the top. <laughs> And I'm sure <laughs> that people on the lift are like, man, that candied apple is really going fast. Uh-huh. Like, I just don't look, I'm not, I'm not like slim. Uh, mm. I've probably looked like I was, uh, like I was an emergency room on wheels. <laughs> you know, like everybody, on, everybody on the lift was looking at me like the yard sale that's going to come off of this guy when he finally goes down. <laughs> It's going to be one for the ages. He's going to take 15 people out of this T-bar because, you know, as I was making my turns, I was going real close to the T-bar just to, like, spray everybody with... I'll do, like, like, a little flyover. Yeah. Ah, because, you know, like, I wanted wanted to spill the guy's coffee, and he's like, damn that maverick. (laughs) Roderick! (laughs) Give me your gun and badge. You're a loose cannon. Anyway, it was great, but it was also... wonderful. Was it just you alone? Oh yeah, there's nobody. I was all by you myself. Went, you went to Canada to ski by yourself? Oh no, 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 no. My family was there, but but they, uh, you know, uh, my daughter was in ski school. Okay. And uh, her mother was at the spa all day. Oh, good for her. Getting spa treatments. Getting spawed. Yeah. The hardest part of the day actually was after uh, my little girl got done with the ski lesson. I went and got her and said, "Why don't you show me what you learned?" And she's like, "Okay, great." She said, we have to take the gondola up because that's where my ski hill is. So we took the gondola all the way up to the very top of Whistler. And up there, there was a little kid bunny slope. Mm-hmm. 
And what they did was they skied on this little bunny slope all day, and then they took the gondola down. Okay, that makes but, sense. Yeah, but I said, well, why don't you just show me what you learned on this green circle easy slope that goes this way? And she said, well, that's not the way we went. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know, but it's like it's still easy. Mm-hmm. And so she trusted Daddy, hmm. and then it got not easy. Uh, and then you get mom- like, it's the momentum that gets you right. Even if you make a pizza slice, you're st- still dealing with momentum. Well, and also like t- trails get get uh, small. They're and not. If you all start approved. to hesitate, you're lost, right? That's right. Does Isn't that he, part of it? Isn't it part of it? Is you got to let go and let Dad. Like you, you need to like have some confidence that you can do it. That's exactly right. You have to. You have to have courage. Courage. More Cour- courage, skill. courage is not being, not that you're not scared of something. Courage is that you do something despite your fear. Right. I know you know that, but for our listeners, I think that's important. Well, and we talked about that for the entire hour and a half it took us to ski from the top of the mountain to the bottom. Your legs must have been very tired. Well, they were, but her, what was, t- what was more tiring for us both was her feeling that I had betrayed her fundamentally by... Uh, by taking her away from the bunny hill. Okay. And then little by little, because we kept stopping and I would point up and say, look how far we've come. Mm -hmm. And she would be proud of that, but then turn and face the next challenge and be like, dad, Mm -hmm. Uh, she doesn't know the word bastard, but that's what she was saying. She's an implied bastard. But we got all the way to the bottom and that was a triumph. But that was the final, like that was what my body was not prepared for at the end of the day after all of the big turns it was not prepared for an hour and a half of snow plowing mm-hmm. um, but no no yard sale nope never fell i fell one time as a um i was showing her because she said now very interestingly i said you know what is the main what is your main fear right now mm-hmm. besides crashing and she said, I don't want to be embarrassed uh, sure. to fall in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. So I said, you mean like this? And I did a big comedic ski pratfall. <laughs> Why you got to embarrass me like this? Um, <laughs> don't and, do a joke ski fall. <laughs> and I used to do, well, she actually delighted in it oh, good, because good, good. I clearly had. I, to, I'm not allowed to do anything like that. That's anathema in our relationship now. Well, because your your daughter's a little older. She's and she, older, and, and I'm very, very embarrassing to her. She's no longer fooled. Mm-mm. But uh, but please stop uh, my, singing. My, please stop singing. <laughs> oh, you know what? She I took her to school this morning. She made me take off my baseball hat. What what, what kind of baseball hat? Does it say anything? Well, oh, just yes. the existence so, of a baseball cap on dad. No, a fan mm-hmm. uh, out in the world made. A trucker hat that said Omnibus. Oh, that's so nice. Wow, that's so nice. So I was wearing it. So you were kind of that guy. I was the guy who was wearing I almost wore Roderick on the Lion shirt to the Apple store yesterday, but I figured that would make me that guy. I never get recognized (laughs) anymore. Like, who do I have to blow to get recognized? (laughs) You should have done it, man. You should have just been like, I could have gotten like a little keep moving and get out of the way. Yeah, you could have worn a Bacon Ray t-shirt. Olivia, who didn't recognize me. Olivia. Somebody, uh, somebody actually on uh, the Omnibus Facebook page mentioned Bacon Ray the other day. Oh my goodness! Yeah, because we yeah. we were talking about bands that were named after food. We were underrated, really underrated. Yeah. Well, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had cassettes and singles and a CD, two CDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were an optometrist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is better or worse? <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> uh, but so I made, well, here's the thing. I made a comedy yeah. pratfall fall. Yeah. But I used to do that all the time. I used to be able to crash. I used to be able to. That's how you fun- know you're good. If you could fall and not get hurt, that's that's the basis of Aikido. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah. I could funny crash in a way that looked like a real crash. Mm-hmm. One time in college... I joined the college ski team and they had tryouts Mm -hmm. and they had everybody up at the top of the mountain and you were supposed to one at a time ski down in front of everybody and show off how good of a skier you were. And then they would put you in whatever level of ski team you were, they were trying to do. And I was a dick Mm -hmm. course because I always was until just recently. 
Yeah. I bet you and were a handful. I was a lot to take in. In <laughs> fact, back then my ski costume was uh, surplus Swedish army trousers in like <laughs> in like green gray wool <laughs> and some I don't remember some kind of suit jacket. I don't know what I was doing. It was you saw, you saw like a character in like a young adult novel from the 60s that was always getting thrown out of boarding school. Exactly. It did not look, I never looked right. I always yeah. looked especially wrong. Anyway, so then it was my turn to do the ski test in front of everybody. And I was very good. You know how it's hard for a singer to sing like somebody that can't sing? Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Like I, I have, I have a thing where I really enjoy... I really enjoy uh, movies and TV shows where the actors are playing actors. Right. Like you can see a lot of nuance to when they're like having to do a, a character like as a character. There's that kind of bends my brain, but especially like when an actor can do bad acting and not just ham it up, but that's difficult to do. If an actor can do bad acting. Yeah. Uh, that is super good acting. Absolutely. If a singer can do bad singing, yeah. it's very rare that you can actually duplicate what actual bad singing sounds like and not sound like a singer doing bad singing. I mean, the best at it was Steve Malcolmus because Steve Malcolmus can mm -hmm. sing. Yeah, he can actually voice. sing. He could, he could actually really sing if he wasn't sounding snotty. But all of pavement sounds like Steve Malcolmus can't sing, mm -hmm. right? That's the whole sound of pavement is, is a guy that is like, can't doesn't know how to sing. That's a that's a that's a good example. Yeah. Anyway, I was really good at looking like I didn't know how to ski very You're well. You're a good funny crasher. I was a good funny crasher and a good funny ski like whoa <laughs> nyan, 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 nyan. like yeah. Your coach must have loved that. <laughs> so I was like off balance the whole way, leaning back, looked like I was about to crash the entire time, and I'm sure everybody watching uh, was like. Like that, that feeling in your stomach where you're watching somebody that is about to crash really badly. And also mm -hmm. you're embarrassed for them because yeah. they're skiing. And then about the last quarter of the ski hill where you could just see they're all riding on their clipboards like, nope, like mm -hmm. this guy. I did something where I suddenly like did a really nice swooping turn flipped around skied backwards for a little while mm -hmm. and then really and then, can you do yeah. that oh yeah and then finished Whoa. with some kind of uh, and this was before you they made skis that skied backwards these were just like regular skis well, they had like a fin and, on the back or something well the new ones are the new ones are front to back they look the same well they like They're curl meant, up a little on the ends like elf shoes yeah. Yeah, because there's a whole style of skiing now where people flip around, Is they ski right? front, they ski back. They don't. It's no, no difference to them. Like skateboard. What do you call that kind of a freestyle? No, what would you call something? Like yeah, that? I think freestyle is what mm -hmm. I would call it. Okay. I'm sure it has some new name. I'm sure it's called yeah, something different. like yeah. yeah, banana pants or whatever. Banana pants. Yep, yep. yep. Um, unitard. So, so you're coming down in there. And anyway, the and I do this, and then I do something where I I flip up on my on the heels of the skis and flip around. I just did this whole like performance, and I come to a stop with, and I you know, and I oh, that's the worst part. I sprayed everybody at the bottom with a big. You're wave such a snow. dick. I was the worst, literally the worst. Such a show off. You're you're looking for a place on a team and being being very unteam. Yeah. yeah, but I got a big round of applause from everybody because it was actually funny. And is that is that helpful in skiing? No, I, I feel like the snowboarding is a popular thing that people like to do, where that kind of toed, right? Yeah. That kind of like like '90s bad boy is is yeah. is valued. So you you might have been a little bit ahead of your time because you, you well, were you were you were a dick when it wasn't as fashionable. Yeah, skiing then was still just for snobs mm -hmm. just for like uh socias you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh it was everybody you were, you were was more of a greaser right or a rocker but it, yeah but it was college right i was like acting like a townie uh -huh. oh you're a cutter i was a cutter that's right, right. not in the self-harm way yeah but it was you know it was at a time when everybody had it was still very conformist it was still very white it was still very rich kid it was more like golf right i mean it was it more was like, like in the sense of like who plays this well and it's not also, a big like urban was, golf league well you remember the john cusack the cusack movie yeah. where he's the townie and the better and the rich better kids. off skiing better off skiing 
No, it was I, like it's, that. A, it's got that other guy in it, the guy with the hair. And yeah, I remember that. John Cukney is a very good actor. Yeah. So that, that was. It's the other one. Uh, it was ski team ski, ski team boys, ski, uh, ski party too ski ski, ski, ski party. tub party hmm. something something like that mm. better off dead was that the one that's I not the one he had he was like the marx brothers for a while where he had a lot of better off dead better off yeah, dead is a 1985 american team comedy uh, the, the 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 suicidal and his girlfriend breaks up with him before. Well, this is really problematic. There's a lot going on in it. D- David Ogden Steers was in it. Winchester was in it. 1985 would have been my junior senior year, and mm-hmm. uh, that was the that was peak skiing year for me. Okay. So anyway, I was a dick, but I was also, I you know, I could I could walk the walk. I could back it up. Mm-hmm. I could walk the talk. I don't know which one I could I've, do. I, I can never remember which walk. is which. But you could you could ski the ski. I could do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I did this. We acknowledge comp- for that. Did they? Did they? Did you? Did they said, "Okay, you're in. You're you're, oh, you're the yeah, loose yeah. cannon." Well, I mean, yeah, totally. We, we need was, an agent of chaos. I was either the best skier on the on that team, or I was the guy the, the or the best skier on that team was the guy that had all the gear that skied really perfectly and flawlessly. Yeah. I did not ski perfectly. I skied like a like you can imagine, like a runaway locomotive. You're like a Charles what? Barkley. It's not pretty, but you get get the job done. There it is. There it is. That's and what right. about Tommy Rowe? Was he? Uh, man, that's the singer. Oh, was Tom, Tommy, Tommy Moe. Moe? Was Tommy Moe not Rowe? Was he Moe versus Wade? Was he on the ski team? Or you're talking about college here? This is college. Tommy Moe was on my high school ski team. Oh, sorry. Tommy okay. Tommy Moe had that thing where he was absolutely poetry in motion, mm-hmm. but he was also his own man. He did not ski just flawlessly he skied at a at a different level where even the even the perfect skiers had to stop oh, he's like, and he's like, like james harden like we don't have a name for what he does yeah like what the hell just happened yep 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 mm-hmm. and the because the only way you can win an olympic gold medal in downhill is that you you absolutely are out of your mind you're going so fast and uh, so. When they do that half pipe thing with the snowboards, I think that I think that like yeah. there's the is that what it's called snowboarding? The like where you do the right. pipe and you got to do the com- compulsory stuff, and then some people choose to do the really crazy stuff, and you're like, even the compulsory stuff looks extremely dangerous to me. It's very crazy. Have you seen? Let me let me give you a little bit of fun YouTube hole, which is yeah, go yeah, look yeah. at some Tony Hawk skateboard videos. Oh, he's the skateboarding guy. Yeah. But Tony Hawk is the same age as us. Yeah, I'm the same age as Luke Perry. That's really bone my head. Well, who knows what he's doing now, right? He he's died working today. Luke Perry? Yeah. Oh, I was about to say something. No, nah, you Funny. didn't. Massive stroke. Tony Hawk is 50. Yeah. I saw a sweet video of him teaching his daughter, and, and she was very... She had courage. Yeah, wasn't that cute? That was a well, sweet she, video. She dropped in for the first time. I think Tony Hawk probably has a lot of money. Well, you know, Tony Hawk's one of those crazy stories where he invented a lot of skateboarding and then he fell out of fashion because the style of skateboarding changed. Oh, really? And everybody, everybody was skating street style. And oh, they more were just, Lord of, Lords of Dogtown, kind of. Well, no? I think Tony Hawk was one of those dudes. Was he a Dogtowner? Okay. Well, I think he wasn't part of that gang, but he was at that time. Yeah, my my knowledge of skateboarding stopped at approximately the Bad News Bears mm, and Jackie Earl right. Haley. You know, <laughs> did your did your skateboard have a palm tree on my it? Skateboard and a was, um, I had a skateboard that was uh, like a piece of plastic mm-hmm. with four roller skate wheels on it, and <laughs> it didn't really turn. You had to do that ah, 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 kick it up thing to make it turn. Yeah, that's uh, that was my first skateboard too. Yeah, skateboards used to be real different. And that was why I didn't adopt skateboarding as a hobby because it seemed like suicide. Yeah. Okay. So, so Tony Hawk is analogous to you skiing in college. No, Tony Hawk is analogous to uh, Tommy Moe. Oh, Tommy Moe. He can do mm-hmm. all the things, but then he can also do things that no one else can do, like like an actor doing acting, like a well, or like a. Um, like a space astronaut. Okay. You know, like, uh, he's six, three. So I don't think they, I don't think they put him in one of those cans, but if they had a proportionally sized capsule, he wouldn't mind having his face against the wall. Probably. He was, he flies through the air with the greatest of ease. Yeah. And he, yeah. he does, yeah. you know, I'm, you're talking about going up a, the stair on a child's bed and being like, Oh no. Yeah. And meanwhile, Tommy Moe's like 60 feet in the air. They don't have teams for that. 
and uh, and so is uh, so is uh, what, uh, Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, how do you even get a name like Tommy Moe or Tony Hawk? I don't know. Is it uh, what do they call that uh, pseudonym? Destiny? No, no, mm-hmm. nominative, nominative no. determinism. Nominative determinism. Nominant, nominant, nominative. I think it's nominative determinism. This is why yeah. you don't name your daughter Jeeves. Because there's no jobs for uh, butlers anymore. See, it's like onomatopoeic. Onomatopoeic. Okay. But you have a name, Merlin Mann. You have the ultimate yeah. name. I sound you like I was named anything. by Stan Lee. Yeah. Yeah. You could have been a sword fighter. You could have been... I could have uh, been a wizard. Yeah. Could have been any kind of wizard. Yeah. But also, you could have been... I mean, like... No, we've talked about this before. What's your character alignment? Oh, um, I mean, you know, I, I like to think I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah. But uh, I'm probably chaotic good, I hope. Yeah. Maybe chaotic neutral, I don't know. Yeah, I always wanted to be problem. a ranger or a bard. Yeah. Um, bard came along a little later, but uh, I always liked I always liked rangers. They had a nice mix of fighter and thief, and they could do cool stuff and do tracking. What was your alignment? Well, that's the thing. I always thought of myself as chaotic good when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, it was pretty clear I was chaotic neutral. Hmm. But I just recently was like, huh, I wonder what I am now. And I took an you alignment. You might be lawful evil, let's be honest. No. Come I'm on. You could be an anti paladin. I'm not lawful anything. Well, really? But I took a. You uh, cross I a took, lot of T's, John. Well, yeah, but whose laws? Oh, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. right. Fair enough. But this is I the t- problem with the Hufflepuff thing is I'm not really a Hufflepuff. I'm not any of those. I'm not not particularly like loyal and hardworking. You're pretty Ravenclaw. I have a Ravenclaw scarf. I have several scarfs, and I wear the one that feels like how I'm doing today. Yeah, I don't know how I would actually slither. get sorted. Supposedly, supposedly, you get sorted partly on where you'd like to be. I don't oh. want to be a Gryffindor. I think those are the dicks. Those are the Lamborghini Mortadellos. Sure. As far as I'm concerned. Gryffindor? Yeah, yeah, no shade, no lemonade. My family keep coming up. My, my daughter aspires to be, obviously, a Slytherin. She has some clothes that are Slytherin. But, you know, my, my culture is not your costume, is the thing there, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. there are a lot of Gryffindors right now listening to this program going, I beg your pardon. Anyway, I went on the Wizards of the Coast website and took a uh, character alignment test. Okay. And according to Wizards of the Coast, mm-hmm. I am now... So when I was, you know, when I was 14, I was like, I am chaotic good for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But then when I was like 29, it was like, "Mm, you're pretty chaotic neutral these days. Yeah. I took this test at Wizards of the Coast. They think I'm a true neutral. Oh, that's difficult. And I was like, true neutral? That seems like a lot of work. Well, and they were just like... I mean, in some ways, true neutral is the best alignment, but in some ways, it is. It can also be very, very fucked up because what? it yeah. may not be that you are true neutral. It may be that you are so many different kinds of chaos that it evens out to neutral. You think you're? Would that be like a libertarian? Well, I do not feel libertarian. No. See. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I still feel chaotic good, but uh, but I just I keep trending more and more neutral all the time. I don't You're know trending neutral. See, this is the problem with the Hufflepuff thing. Is like I think there's the aspirations, and maybe you like the colors. You know, right. when I was a kid, I would like a certain football team just because I, I liked the Rams because I thought they had cool helmets. That doesn't mean I'm a Ram in real life. That doesn't mean I'm a physical Ram. Well, I always wanted to be a magic user, uh, and I think the question is, over time, what are you using that magic for? It's just like, if, you, if you're going to do the thing where you go, okay, we want to do something where you need to be 6th, 7th, 8th level, so you, you, now we're going to roll and you get to be a magic user. Like, that's a little more fun, but an opening magic user is not a lot of fun, if memory Super serves. Super No, I want to be a You do a lot of naps, don't you? User. Don't you take a lot of naps? Magic users always end up having some ineffectual thing that that somebody else rolls a defense against, and then it's just like, oh well, yeah, sorry, I thought but, I thought my I mean, but, you know, bag of holding was going to be the solution. Here. It's a lot like wanting to be a ram. There's nothing nothing wrong with having aspirations to be no. an animal or a Hufflepuff. There's nothing wrong with that. My junior high mascot was a ram. A what? A ram. My did you say junior high? Junior high. My junior high mascot was a ram. What? Yeah, we were the Ridgewood Rams. We were the Wendler Rams. No kidding. Yeah. What were huh. your colors? Ugh, orange and blue. Really we were, cool. We, those are cool. We were green and white. Ugh, my high school was green and yellow, the Buccaneers. 
green and yellow is awful. Ugh, and they had painters caps made up in like October for like football season, and they misspelled Buccaneers on the hat. <laughs> it said boost. It said Buccaneers. <laughs> Boostaneers. So, you, you know, everybody's looking for blackface in their yearbook. Well, you got my yearbook. You're going to find a lot of kids wearing Boostaneers hats. Boostaneers. Boostaneers. It's a Lamborghini uh, Mortadello. Feminism. Can I ask you two questions? Sure. Okay. There's always two things with me. Um, uh, answer in as much detail or not. You said you're on a ski team. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, the team has competitions. Yeah. How is how was your skiing as a team evaluated vis-a-vis points? Well, in ski racing, is it like figure skating? No, no. That's all. That's all freestyle and freestyle free dogging, as we called it when I was in high school, was very much looked down upon as something that stoners did. Okay. Uh, that's the that's the like ski in blue jeans with a. With They're the, the ones who ended up on the boards. I bet. Yeah, yeah, they are. They and all probably had all, now they're all vaping. I bet legs. they're all vaping and and listening uh, listening to uh, EDM. Well, no, they're in their they're in their those guys are in their fifties now, and okay. they're still they're still listening to Led Zeppelin. Listening to Led Zeppelin. Uh, okay, all right. Actually, you know, I was uh, a part of being at Whistler. We went on the tubing hill, hmm. and oh, the tube fun. because it's tubing, and we were on the tubing hill, and they were cranking some tunes. Mm-hmm. And all of the people working on the tubing hill were 20 years old, Ugh. and they were cranking precisely classic rock with no deviation. And and also a very good playlist of classic rock, mm-hmm. like classic rock including Wings and ELO. Oh, but, wow. Right? But also like the classic all the like FM fair. That's right. And so at the end, I was like, I walked up to some kid and I was like, who made this playlist? And he, he said, I did, dude. And I was like, holy shit, you're a time traveler. Yeah. Yeah, And then I realized, no, 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 this is a, this is a type of Hufflepuff. Stoner ski dudes are, are an eternal kind. That's his class. He's just leveling up. That's right. Okay. And so he might be a 12th level uh, ski stoner. So Led Zeppelin will be, it's not just, because I've always thought like, oh, so, well, so Led Zeppelin is now thrown into some melting pot with Stained and uh, yeah. Alice in Chains. It's funny how Led Zeppelin comes in and out of favor, for sure. But it's, but it's not. There's actually still a classic rock demographic, and maybe they use a different style of apparatus to get high. Yeah. But I bet you this dude had a graphics bong, frankly. Okay. I bet you he's still like he's still like smoked out of a protopipe <laughs> because he was so perfect. <laughs> he was perfect in every way. He's done. Some I ways, mean, right? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Like, I don't I, think the you thing can... is you this is this is part of having focus and expertise, if I could say. Is like yes, I say you uh, I don't love the term, you, you pick a lane. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, but the thing is, they don't even make Trans Ams anymore. Not I guess at all. He could, Not I guess at all. he could have a Camaro. He could have a Camaro. Oh, God. So a ski team that is ski racing, they care about one thing, which is the time it takes you to get through okay, the Okay, you have a bottom. clock for that, and you can tell who won. That's it. And in really good ski racing, you are down to one hundredth of a second differences between skiers. Okay. And even at my level, we were at tenths of a second. Really? It's that close? Yeah, yeah. Because you're all good skiers, and mm-hmm. the, then the ski course has has a perfect, uh, it, theoretically, it has a perfect line. I'm hearing you there's not take. a lot of tolerance for errors. You, you really you need not. to nail, are you, are you going around those flags? Like, whoosh, whoosh, yep, whoosh. Yep, 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 yep. And you can hit the flag and bend it, yep. but yep. And that's okay, right? When I was first started skiing, those poles were made of bamboo, and if you hit one hard enough, Oof. it would break, but it would also break your shins or oh, it would hurt, hurt very badly. And then they developed what they called breakaway gates, which are gates. Those are called gates. gates. And at, okay. the, at the bottom, there was a hinge, like a kind of thing. Okay. So you would run into them, and they would go and then come back up, and it wouldn't hurt you as badly. Mm-hmm. It still hurts. Sure. Uh, but the reason that you hit those gates is that the best line for your skis to take mm-hmm. 
does not mean that your body necessarily is going to clear the pole. Because your, your body and your skis are different. Yeah, the skis are getting as close to the pole as they can. And that means that three quarters of your body has to be leaning over okay. such that you're just going to go right through the pole. Boy, this is a lot to think about or not think about. Because there a must be some element of thinking about and not thinking about. Well, you think got about the right to, thing, but then you got to not think about the other thing, right? You're looking way ahead because the problem with gates is you're going through them, you're going through them, and then there's a trick gate. Uh-oh. And if you're not looking ahead, you're mm-hmm. going to get you're going to go straight out of <laughs> the side trick, of the course. A trick gate. Yeah, they put a trick gate in. Okay. Where you have to your your line has to shift in order to be able to get through this next gate. You, you just to, can't go down on autopilot, moving forty right. feet this way, forty feet that way. Right. You don't just go pop, 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 okay. pop. You go pop, 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 pop. We didn't like have this. that in the Atari game. In the Atari game, they were they were pretty regular. You had a chance to see like where it was going to be. But in this yeah, case, it sounds just, like you have to make in-the-moment decisions. You do, although you look at the course beforehand so you know what you're doing. You, you, at least you have a sense of where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But there is absolutely no room to fuck up. But there are also differences in the ability of some people just to go faster. Yes. Tommy Moe won a gold medal because he just he could go faster. Go faster. He this could is, go faster. It's very, very frustrating. It's so and, frustrating. And, and part of that faster is that at that moment when you come over the rise and you're going too fast and you look ahead and something in your body, even if it's not visible to anyone else, yeah. something in your body goes, oh, shit. And now you're thinking about it. Yeah, and you just, I don't know what happens. Somewhere deep inside you, yeah. something clenches for a second, oh, yeah. and it slows you down. See. But if you are if you come over that rise, and you are so aloha that you right, right, that right. you don't, you do not, that thing doesn't clench, your toenails don't curl, Okay, you're that one one-hundredth of a second fast. Yes, it's like Dr. Katz says, you're not cooking individual grains of rice, you're cooking a rice. Mm-hmm. So the, sure, there's going to be trees, but you know what those trees make? They make a forest, and you need you need to have a big picture and be thinking like a defensive driving, right? You got to be thinking a little bit ahead. Right, right. Oh. Well, yeah. In a rice, mm-hmm. there are going to be some rices that are slightly undercooked, and there are going to be some rices that are slightly overcooked. That's what makes it rice. Right. Yes. But the rice. The uh, rice. Yes. The rice is, is perfectly cooked. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. It's um, just made up of differently cooked rice. Yes. Second question. Yes. Yeah. Um, you got a lot of exercise. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like I know that when I'm at elevations, let me just ask you the question. How did you sleep while you were there? Hmm. Did you have improved sleep? I did have improved sleep. Because it really, you, you, I bet you got tuckered out. I did get tuckered out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I no longer have... My relationship with sleep is so changed now that I no longer, I mean, I'm working so hard right now not to judge myself all the time. It's my number. Somebody asked me the other day, what would it take for you to be happy? Mm -hmm. And I said, one thing. I've narrowed it down to one thing. Yeah. Stop judging myself constantly from, from morning to night. Okay. Like stop just every second of the day. I got to tell you, buddy, as a friend, that's a good observation. It is very, very hard it not is. to constantly judge myself. It's one of your core characteristics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I have no idea how to it's do it. One of the worst, when it just, comes to sleep, though, it's one of the worst things you can do. Again, believe yeah. me, I have a Kindle book about anxiety. It's the other yes. thing with anxiety is like anxiety creates anxiety. Yes. If, if you can't sleep and you yell at yourself about it, that's not going to make you sleep. It's counterintuitive. That's happening to me all the time now. I was got, on yeah, an John airplane. John Syracuse says you got to pop the stack. You got to get out of that state of mind. You got to go to a higher level. You need to get out of the trees and move to the forest. And you can look down and see the mortadella from wherever you are. It's critical. It's critical to, to, to make that uh, big leap. It's critical. And I, so anyway, I get this great night of sleep and then I wake up in the morning like fully rested. And mm-hmm. the first thing I think of is I should have woken up a long time ago because I have should have been doing all these other things like, I don't know what, like sharpening my fucking broadsword or something. While you're at and the ski I'm place? Just, who knows what I'm thinking? You know, who like knows? I'm always, I'm always, so I've always got something. Is that your first thought though? It's your first thought in the morning. First thought I've already, I'm already down on myself about something uh, I haven't done. Anyway, right now I'm sitting here at my desk yeah. next to this brand new Circuza designed Apple 
computer, which is bigger than any TV I ever had. Is it an iMac? It's an iMac. Oh, they're such good computers, John. You've chosen well. Well, so I put it down next to my other computer. I didn't want to make the other computer feel bad. No. Although the other computer barely, 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 barely. You can just, you can hear the little... Well, the little, you're, you're not Susan Roderick. You're not going to look at it and no. say you're going to die. No, 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 I'm not. Yeah, I, know, it, I, know you, I know you're old, but like, you're going to get you, I, you some shoes. Shoes for I the can, computer. Uh, I can hear the habit trail in it just like... It's like my cat's meowing. Yeah. This computer... This computer was here, and I was like, I'm not ready to hook it up yet. Mm-hmm. And it sat there for a couple of days, and I was like, I don't know. I, I'm uncomfortable with it just sitting there, so I put an Afghan over it. Okay. So now the computer is sitting in the room with an Afghan it's cozy. On it. it was an Afghan that was knitted for me out of crazy wool hmm. by uh, Christine Connor, Jonathan Colton's wife. Oh, she's awesome. It's a very interesting Afghan, and it sits there. So, la- so anyway, everybody that comes in now <laughs> says, "Is that a computer under that Afghan?" Because it's <laughs> kind of obvious. The giant computer-shaped box. It's none of your business. And I say, "Well, maybe." Yeah. And they look at it a little more closely, and they're oh, it's like, a "Is that your situation? It could be is that your is that the new computer that you've been talking about buying for is that years?" A very small shiatsu chair. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and they say almost universally, yeah. almost to the man, "Why don't you take the computer out and set it up?" Mm-hmm. Just the kind of thing somebody with no aloha would bring into your house, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I say, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm not ready yet. You spent months with a with a maybe diploma envelope. You can you can take your fucking time. Yeah, well, two years I think with the maybe diploma. Well, but I want to. So I want to bring this thing and I want to hook it up. But I but there's all this. I don't know. There's all this juju. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And I don't. I'm not sure. Like I honestly, I don't know. Honestly, I'm mm-hmm. not sure whether computers are aloha. Oh wow. You just took it to a new level. Okay. Especially maybe a new computer. And then the, 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 uh, Agita, as the Italians say, the, the Lamborghini people, right? Agita. You're going to have Agita about this. And it might lead you to a state out of Aloha. I find this with new devices all the time. I get new devices all the time. And it, yeah. and it, it uh, does not make me happy sometimes setting it up. Sometimes yeah. they say a curse word out loud. Yeah. Yeah. But not with was... my kettle. With my kettle, I'm very gentle. Well, sure, because you're, it's just like your cat. It's you're like an old cat. You, what am I going to do, yell yeah. at the cat? Sure, if you step on a squeaky toy, it might, the cat might die. Huh. Everything's going to die. <laughs> uh-huh.